Episode 53. You know, I understand that uh, they had to bring a female in. Change your diapers. Wipe the dribble away from your bubbling lips. Rub Vaseline all over your hiney and tell you that it's special and different from everyone else's. At first I was afraid. I was petrified. I kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. But then I spent so many nights just thinking how you'd done me wrong. I grew strong. I learned how to get along and so you're back from outer space. I just walked in to find you here without that look upon your face. I should Good evening, Joe Rundeby fans. I'm Asus. The guys that were supposed to be on the other side of the mic are incommunicado MIA. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna fly this plane solo tonight. Not really solo, but we do have a you know, a special guest, a recurring guest. Uh, I go, I would say a more informative guest than my two partners of, of Matt and EC. The, ma- the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Hunter Taylor. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, buddy. Long day. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm here again. I'm traveling again. Uh, I'm here in San Antonio. So, um, you know, just doing that, you know, doing what I have to do for work. But, uh, no, I mean, we're good. <laughs> Again, like I said, we're just doing good. Good, good. I meant to have, I meant to have you on last week but um, because we had the preview for the Chelsea match, for, for a preview for that. But, obviously, with that winter shit, shit storm that we dealt with two weeks ago, um, you know, just there was just so much to talk about. So, uh, I do apologize. I wanted you on last week. But you know we you know we had that. But I'm I'm hoping you and your family got out of that uh, that shit show uh, un- unscathed. Yeah, it was good. We uh, we lost power for about a day. I had to go to location and check on some uh, some things on site that weren't properly winterized. So I was bowed up most of the week. But uh, no, I was much more fortunate than most folks. So uh, I can't complain for sure. I'm so glad because we had lost power. We did water and all that crap so i mean we had, I had to rough it out for a couple of days i'm not used to that you see these hands you see these hands how well <laughs> manicured they are I mean, i'm not i'm not, I'm not i i need a i need a run i need a running toilet honor okay i i, I, I hear that i hear that everyone does yes, everyone does yes. i can't do the outside I, I mean i'm just how would you say i'm a i'm a I'm a pussy. You know what I mean? I just, I just have you're, you're non-domesticated. I mean, I get it. You know, it's it's no, it's I'm tough. Not, Hell, I, I've I'm been very, in an office I'm, for I'm very well almost two years. I'm very well domesticated, sir. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. I guess that'll work, too. No, I feel you. I've been in office for two years. It's been less than fun. Well, Hunter, uh, again, so we had the Chelsea game. So we're going to talk about that. And we have... The international break coming up. So, again, mm-hmm. another reason why I wanted to talk to you, because obviously I don't think I'm going to want to talk to you after the Man City shellacking that we're probably going to get after this weekend. And, yes, I know it's a, I know it's a, I know this is the Manchester United podcast, guys, but we have to be real. Because after the two fucking performances that we've had, two draws, two lackluster performances, I have to, you know, and City's just on this amazing run. Obviously, you know, it's like alcoholics, right? When you go to Alcoholic Anonymous, Anonymous, I've said it before in the show, you know, we have to face reality, right? You know, we have to, um, mm-hmm. you know, face your um, face your addictions. And unfortunately, our addiction is we think Manchester United 
are good. And um, they have a lot of problems, a lot of holes. But I'll start it off first. Uh, here we go. I'll start off this first, uh, Hunter. Mm-hmm. Why handball or no handball, sir? I'm, I'm, I'm coming to the high, 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 fast one right there. High, high heat. Which, which, which handball are we talking about? I mean, there's been a handful. And we talk. Are we still talking Manu and Chelsea? Yes, sir. That's where we're talking. Okay. About. Handball or no handball? From what I saw, you, it you looks like get, you better get eyes checked if you say the wrong, wrong answer. Oh my God! So, like I said, from what I saw, uh-huh. there was interference by a Man U player by whom? that interacted with a Blues player that could have been the cause. Okay. Okay. Explain that, please, because now you're getting. I mean, you, I, I, I wish we could words. show a video. Those are large words for somebody that's you know simple man like myself. So you're, you're saying that Aaron Wambasaka, I think, was it on? I think it was Aaron Wambasaka. Either him or Shaw, one of the two, yeah. Someone was interacting with the individual. So he pushed, um, he pushed uh, Adoy's hand up to touch the ball? From what I saw, I, I, think, uh, I think there was a hand underneath the hand type situation. Um. Now, now I'm at the point to where for handballs or, or VAR offsides, we should just flip a coin and just take your chances with it because it's getting that extreme. We had another one today with the Chelsea game. Um, I, I said we flip a coin because VAR is is getting so scrutinized. It's There's an algorithm to it. There's so much. I know there was words there, but he told McGuire that if he had called that, there would have been a lot of talk after the well, game, etc., etc., etc. I would not blame that because they got a lot of scrutiny from, uh, I think it was Mike Dean, right, the, uh, the day before on that mm-hmm. call that he made. Um, and he just got blasted. So, I... <sighs> the outrage would have been yes if he if he called it, but it was it was a blatant handball, man. And dude, it, it, touched, you know, it, I mean, he touched with his hand. I mean, unnatural position, unnatural position. Let's see if I can find it somewhere. I mean, but I, 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 I get it. It's it's tough, right? Because of the whole media nowadays, everybody can see it and look it over a hundred times. And it's different whenever you're watching the game or you're sitting there and, and, and you're on the pitch looking at VAR and you're like, okay, how is this going to impact everything? Um, and there's probably a handful of those every game. Uh, would it have manipulated things? Was it Pinchester United? Of course. Maybe that played a little bit into it. Yes. Um, and, I, and I captain Bruno that game, so I was pissed. Oh, I, I don't feel bad. I accidentally captured uh, Captain Bamford because I didn't change it from the previous week, and I had everybody else on double game week. So <laughs> I, I'm pretty much given up on that. Um, no, it's tough, and and I and I do feel like Manchester United in the bigger games is not going to get the benefit of the doubt because of what the media and what fans and pundits have all said. Manchester United, they get the most PKs. That's the only reason why Bruno's so good. Yada yada yada. Um, so yeah, I definitely think the referee was objective. Any other two teams, it probably would have been called. So you agree it should have been called. Uh, I, I can go either way with it. it. Just depends on which way you want me to defend. I'm a lawyer at heart, no, so no, I can no, defend no, either no, side no. of it. You say any other two teams, it would have been called. So it would have been called. It should have been called, obviously, right? 
Could have been. Could have been. So, in all in all, out of the shit show that we watched, I mean, because I'm just, I'm, I'm fed up. I'm like really honored. As a Manchester United fan, I don't want to hear it. I know you. I know you don't because your your team's having a little resurgence after. I don't know. I mean, who's ahead in the standings? We. I mean, obviously we are, but it doesn't matter. I mean, fuck. I mean, hell, fucking uh, West Ham is up there in the standings. West Ham's sixth right now. No, but they're up there. I mean, who would have thought West Ham? Leicester. You know, I mean, Leicester had. You know, last year they were pushing it too. But I mean, y'all beat y'all beat Liverpool today, you know one yes, nil, one nil, obviously, and Liverpool's on a very bad slide right now. I mean, I fucking have Salah on my team, the top goal scorer, and ever since I got that motherfucker, he can't score fucking goals. Maybe that's I'm, the curse of the fantasy, buddy. Yes, maybe I'm Manchester United's biggest, you know, luck charm because Salah can't score because he's on my team. I'm just a bad mm-hmm. omen, and now Bruno can't damn score, and he's on my team too. Anyways. Quit talking about fantasy. I don't want to talk about that because I'm just I'm not. There's no way for me to win. Anyways, no. Um, but getting back to getting back to Chelsea, it seems like they round. I mean, after Tuchel or Tuchel or whatever you want to however you want to pronounce his name has taken over, it seems like he's gotten things right where um, <coughs> where Lampard obviously is. I don't know. It's just it, it seems like it may, is it the Oli effect? that Ole had on the team when he took over after Mourinho or do you see some sort of um, some sort of vision that Tuchel has that we I, I, I still don't know what the fuck Ole is doing because he's still playing two defensive midfielders when we need to go attacking everybody in the world needs to know knows that we need to go attacking and he still plays Matic Fred McTominay Fred and with four attacking people and, and he expects us to score yeah I mean we had a good game we scored eight, eight goals that's the only reason we're leading the league in goals is because, like you said, um, Penchester United, and we had a we had a game that we scored a goal. Uh, it's this this, this I, I'm getting on a rant here because I mean, my blood pressure is getting up, uh, but it's just it's just so ridiculous that we have a manager that's incompetent and and doesn't know how to play attacking football, and that's what he that's what he was an attacker. It just. He, he, you know, he, oh, never mind. Anyways, uh, no. difference between Tuchel and, and Frank Lampard. Um, I think, uh, I think it's a couple things. I think it's the fact it's a new manager in, right? So you start getting a little bit different, uh, different whiff of how things are. I think he's definitely short up uh, the defense, which was Chelsea's problem last year. We could score goals, no problem, but we just couldn't keep any out. Uh, and he's done that. I think he's in the last 10 games, he's unbeaten. And and I think it's either seven or eight shutouts that he posted, which I don't think we had seven or eight shutouts combined from the beginning of the year until he took over. So that's definitely good to see. And he's doing it with different players, right? And Rudiger's come back in. Christensen's come back in because Silva's been out. Um, he switched formations to kind of the, geez, what would you even call that? A three, six, one, basically. Um He's he's changed things a little bit. He's not using the same players. Uh, it does seem like he's tending to give the German guys a little bit longer leash um, and letting them play more to where Polistic's not getting minutes. Uh, Olivier getting some here and there, and every time he is, he produces. But 
he's getting results. And and that's that's the matter of the game, right? Get us in the top four. We've got time to figure it out. If they want to give him another 200 million next year war chest where he can try and buy somebody else, then so be it. Um, but he definitely has to figure out the, the Werner, Havertz, Pulisic combo. And Werner's been playing better. And he he kind of got the short end of the stick today on his uh, his goal that was ruled off sides. But you spent all that money. You need to start seeing results, and we're not. We're seeing the points, but we're not seeing the goals being scored. Everything's one zero 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 one zero two zero at best. So yeah, he's he's got to get that. And once once he gets that situated and starts putting some more goals in, then I think with what he's done on the defense, he'll be doing a lot better and probably get a little more money to spend this summer. As a Chelsea fan, looking in, because I mean, basically, you described what Manchester United's been probably been going through for the past. I mean, we've drawn three games in a row, right? But before that, I mean, it was, you know, we pretty, we were on a high run. Um, do, are we, and the, you're hearing me talk, and I'm pretty sure you're hearing this, you know, the chatter on, on, on online and, and whatnot. Are we, compared to when after Lampard left and Tuchel took over, are Manchester United fans spoiled, or we are, do we are we have our expectations so high? Because pretty much the record is pretty much. I mean, I'm not saying on par the same, but Tuchel is you know or Tuchel has drawn as many matches as Ole has, um, and and Ole has scored more. We have scored more in in, in the matches that <coughs> that, that uh, you know if you want to compare the when Tuchel. Took over. We've scored more points, you know, goals. Um, yeah. Are we just? I mean, am, am I being a spoiled brat and just you know being pissed for no reason? I think I think maybe expectations shot up a little too high for Manchester United. They're still second in the table. Nobody's catching Manchester City right now. It's just no. not happening. It's, it's not going to happen. But you're second, so Manchester United's goal should be to secure Champions League football for next year. 100%. And they're killing that right now. You say they're not doing well. Yes, the draw at Crystal Palace or against Crystal Palace was definitely frustrating, I'd imagine, for you because Crystal Palace, you should have destroyed. Yeah, they had five, they had um, five starters. They weren't, you know, they weren't playing. How the hell? But it, it's hard because you tied, you tied Chelsea uh, a couple days before that, mm-hmm. which – that was good for both teams, right? You took a point away. That's fine. It was a very we're away at Stamford Bridge. And Stamford Bridge, when they're fans, it's very hard to play there. I mean, I, I'm, an, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not gonna lie. It was a less than sexy win for sure, yeah. but you know, I'll call it a win because it was a draw. Um, before that, you played Real Europa League, zero zero draw. That's fine. And we, I mean, we haven't talked since uh, when we did. I know EC and I have got an argument. Of course. <laughs> we got an argument because the fact of, I think we, because uh, y'all are in Champions League. That's, I mean, you need to play your best players. You're in Champions League. I think you're now, are you, aren't, you're through to the round of 16, right? We're, we're in it now. We just took a 1-0 win against Atletico, which I we had no business doing, but we did. <laughs> so the, the replay is back, right? You still have to do the replay in Madrid? Yeah, we okay. still got to play them. I'm trying to see here. It's probably next week or two weeks from now. Well, yeah, it's we, coming up for we, sure. We play Milan in the 18th. 
somewhere around that, that time, the 18th or the week after that. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I think we actually, we actually played at, at, I don't know if it was at Atletico, but I don't, it was not at Stamford Bridge. Okay. The Europa League? No, I don't care about it. I, I mean, we're, I mean, granted, we're already up 4 0 on, on Real, on Real Sociedad. He still plays Bruno, he still plays Harry. He still plays, you know, these players that, I mean, he plays Luke Shaw. Granted, he only played Bruno until halftime. The dude needs a rest. And, and he, everybody, I mean, you see it, you saw it in his play. Again, where EC and I differ. I know he's not here to defend himself, but that's his fault, not mine. Correct. Um, you saw the way Bruno played on the weekend against Chelsea. It looked very... I didn't know even if you would ask me Bruno Fernandez played. I said I, I would. I didn't notice him. I didn't. Well, that, so so for the Chelsea Manchester United game. In all honesty, it looks like Jose Mourinho coached both fucking teams on that day. Yeah. Okay, nobody was really threatening for it. Everybody had their chances, hit the crossbar, what have you. But neither team really wanted it. Both teams were a hundred percent happy with one point coming out of there. Let's be honest. That pisses me off. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, both teams are trying to accomplish certain things. Chelsea's trying to stay unbeaten. Manchester United just needs to stay where they're at. That's it. And I know that you don't like that. You want to go for the throat every time that they play. But, hey, baby, it's it's, it's chess, not checkers. Uh, I disagree on that one right there. Sometimes you got to go for the long game instead of the short game, man. Oh, well, and they just hey, came off you know, of, hey, when you're, you know, when your when your short when your long game is costing you points against your rivals that are now thirteen points ahead. You know, I mean, I know you're not we, you're not going to catch them though. But if we had beat Chelsea at the weekend, they're only seven points ahead. We play them this weekend, so I mean, and they're going to thrash you I, again. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm saying. We could, we can't afford to lose if we want to. At least, I mean, nobody likes to be spanked. When it, I think when Mourinho said he did his best coaching job, Man City spanked Manchester United by like, or because they're in second, I think it was like seventeen points. It's fucking ridiculous, right? To have that much of a lead and you're happy to be in second. I mean, just because you want to play the long game or or you want to play chess, dude, you have to go for it. I, I mean. You're getting spanked by your rivals since Sir Alex left, even before that, because they won their first title, I want to say, in 2012. And then Sir Alex, you know, did his thing in 13, you know, brought in Van Persie, put Chelsea, you know, put put them back in their place, and the motherfucker retires. He left us out, you know, he left us for, you know, what it is. Because he knew the, 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 the Abu Dhabi family is going to spend money, and our, our team is not. And he had, I mean, he knew the writing was on the wall and he just left this out to dry with David Boyd. It's, it's, it's tough. So you're 14 points behind Manchester United. Now we are. I mean, cause we drew to Chelsea, we drew to palace. And I mean, if we, if, you know, if by, by some miracle we could have beat them, that's, it's uh, nine points right there. You're not going to catch them. You're nine not. points. So who th- knows? Hey, they can have a bad. I mean, somebody can get hurt. I mean, you don't know. But I'd rather be in the running, Hunter. No, I'd rather be in the running. No, Not fourteen points. What in the end? There's no are... one. There's no one in the running for that. No, I mean, 
I know they're going to win. Yes, but I want to make it competitive. I don't want to be, oh, no. Man, Man City won by 20 points, the league, and then the rest of the scrappers are, you know, scrapping it out for third, second, third, and fourth. If you, if, if you lose the league by three points, you lose the league by 20 points, it doesn't change in dollars. Qualifying for Champions League changes dollars, right? So you're bitching about people not spending money or buying people. <laughs> know your role. You, oh, you're like that mistress me, that thinks that she needs to be the priority for time right now, and you're not, sweetie. You're in the Europa League, bro. Exactly. You're in the you Europa League. So winning the league or getting second in the league still gets you Champions League. 100%. I know. So would you rather try and be only seven points back when the league ends? Or would you rather have Champions League football next year and secure that purse to where maybe you get a little war chest in the summer to where you can spend money? Uh, first of all, that, what you just said, the last part, is very laughable because you know ain't no war chest coming, sir. I mean, just don't... Hey, I, I heard Holland wants to go. He doesn't even want to go to Chelsea. He, he wants to go to either... City, United, um, Real. Like, he wasn't even on the list of English teams. So, money changes a lot of things. Champions League changes a lot of things. Chelsea's kind of on the cusp of Champions League right now. That's why I don't want to – I don't want to waste my good players on Europa League when we play Thursday and Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. It's just going to burn. I mean, you already see it. You've already seen it. And then now, with this whole thing with the international break that's coming up and – they're this whole rule that all uh, the foreign players are gonna have to quarantine again. I mean, how many games, especially with uh, you know, the Leicesters that don't have I mean, as many international? I mean, I'm not saying we have a lot of international players, but we have yeah, kind of do. Um, yeah, but Leicesters, the the West Ham's, the you know, the the Wolves, well, Wolves actually, the fucking whole Portuguese teams on the Wolves. I, teams I have them. to scroll real far down to find Wolves just so we're clear. I know, but I'm, I mean, you you understand what I'm saying. It's just yeah. You, I mean, if the if you quarantine, if that whole rule is going to take into effect, and I mean, I don't agree with Klopp on a lot of things, but I do agree with them on this: is if that rule when if they come back and they're going to have to quarantine, um, a lot of the top teams are going to lose a lot. I mean, most of the top teams, most of their roster are international players. So who are you going to play? Yeah, the reserve. So I mean, it's, just, it's that thing. It's, it's that it's that thing. You can't afford to drop points, especially like you said. I mean, you you, you say okay, the the Chelsea the Chelsea menu game, that 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 draw is um that draw is okay, but the draw against Chelsea, I mean uh, Manchester United and, um, and Palace was not. And Palace was not. In my opinion, they're both not. But what's the difference between both of those matches for you? I don't. I didn't watch much of the Palace game. I mean, I, I I should have played against Palace, and I probably should have scored. It's Palace, bro. I mean, come on. There's there's a reason that Palace is sitting thirteenth. Um, you should have been able to win that with your Jesus, Phil Jones, and some of these cats, right? You should have been able to pull that off against Palace. Um, like I said, I didn't watch a lot of it, so I can't comment as to how they played or who they even played. Um, but you know, Europa League brings in money. You win Europa League, which I'm I'm betting Manchester United winning the Europa League. Wow. I, I, I see it. I I I like the team. I, I, I don't think the talent is as high. <laughs> 
<laughs> Just for the record, uh, everybody, Jesus has taken off his headphones and exited his one-bedroom suite at which looks like it might be a Best Western or it might be a – I think it might be – Manchester United has less talent um, and is getting more out of it than, say, Chelsea is with the amount of money they have spent and the talent that they have. So I would say Manchester United is overachieving. Chelsea is underachieving. And they should be happy with that. Uh, They're in second. They're still in Europa League. And Jesus, oh, no, he's walked past again. I'm not even sure if he's wearing pants at this time. Things are getting a little crazy. Uh, okay, I think he's coming back. He's going to put his headphones back on. There he is. He's back in. He had to he had to take a little break there for a second and take care of what he had to take care of. But what I was saying is, as you said, exited was Manchester United is overachieving. Chelsea is underachieving with what they have. And Manchester United fans like Jesus just cannot accept the fact that the team is doing better than they should. And with being successful in Europa League and being successful in the EPL, it's not like they're going to lose money with those two situations. So you look at in the summer, and if they don't spend any money, then yes, Jesus, 100%, you can say it is ownership, they refuse to spend money, etc. But baby girl, you have to know your role right now. You're in Europa League. I know. I know, I know my you're role. in Europa League, dog. I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm the. What do you call it? I'm the fat girl in that, you know, and you know, Manchester United's a fat girl, and you, you are the prettiest fat girl right now in Europa yeah, League. Yeah, we are. We are. I mean, um, we're hoping, guys, somebody's gonna come buy us a drink because you know what? You know, I mean, hey, but I you mean, gotta take what you can day, get right I mean, now because a guy needs to go home with somebody at the end of the night. So I mean, hundred percent. Right. All right. So I mean, hundred, but hundred. I don't. Yes, Europa League. I don't want because we don't have a squad to. I mean, just like I tell you, see, we don't have a squad to compete on all fronts. And but you do. We don't. We don't. You do. Do you want me to tell you why? Because we talked about this last time, and you got really upset. Who? Be- you. Why you. My, because no, no, the, no, no, no. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The drop off from your starters mm-hmm. to your bench players is minimal. You have depth. More so than, say, Liverpool. Liverpool, they've had injuries across the back line. Shit's in shambles. They had to buy somebody, thrust them into their lineup. You've got defensive mids playing center back. They just don't have the depth. So that's the key when your team is overachieving. The drop-off between your starting 11 and your other seven isn't as much. You put somebody in, you don't see a huge deficiency. Liverpool, they lose Van Dyke, they lose Gomez, they lose whoever. Honestly, I could probably fly to England and That's give it a two, shot right no, now. No, no, those are two starters. So you, you're telling me that we, I mean, granted, he's not fucking, I mean, he's not world class. Uh, we lost Harry Maguire and we lost Victor Lindelof, Bai, and who knows, uh, Axel Twanzebe. Are, will be just as good because the drop-off, you're saying, we don't have a big drop-off, you're saying they're going to be just as good as a starter? I think you'd get one or two penalties and you'd still win the match 2-1. <laughs> I 
Honestly, honestly, you you have the depth, and 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 not even so much the depth. Maybe it's just the fact that your starting eleven isn't as good as it could be. No, it isn't. That's that's the whole thing. That's what I'm trying to get get it get get at. Especially when we play a friend. I mean, honestly, in, in you you're talking about starters, starters, and the drop off. You know, between you know our our bench players, we start Matic, and you know with with Chelsea, great stalwart. The dude, in my opinion, I don't I, I don't rate him now. I mean, he was a great in his first year, but, I mean, he slows the game down. His guess, his defensive work, and his passing, okay, I could see it, but the dude just slows play down. And if you put him with a McTominay and a Fred, that both aren't, the you know, the best passer, the best football minds. Moving forward, you, yeah. You see it. You saw it yesterday. That there's, I mean, yesterday and against Chelsea, there's no creativity in the midfield at all. Yes, but you didn't lose. Oh my God, dude! Chelsea won the league with the double pivot of Conte and Matic. Who's the manager? This is the year. Look, look, look at the top. Who's the manager then? Almost Mourinho. Okay, but still. I mean, is that Mourinho style? Well, this is the team that Mourinho kind of built. (laughs) I'm I'm just saying. It, 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 we have that mentality of of this, you know, this of the two defensive. I mean, this is what I'm saying. Other than a center back, our most important position that we need to get, and I'm hoping he doesn't go back to his roots, is Declan Rice as English because he's more. I mean, because obviously, you know, him and Mason Mount are you know, butt buddies. That's um, right. But we need somebody on the class of Declan Rice that can, you know, I want to, I mean, I know you might laugh. You might laugh. You might, I don't care. Um, I will. A 4-1, like that Declan Rice to play the sweeper to protect the, you know, you protect your defense. And then you can either do a 4-1, 4-1-4-1, or a 4-3-2, you know, and put Bruno in at 10. And then, but we need to have the wide players to play wide. Um and, but that's I don't think you have the, I don't think you have the two though. That's your problem. You are exactly right, and, and uh, you're exactly right. We have nobody. I mean, Cavani. We don't. Okay, we don't have the two center. We don't have the two center attacking midfielders, both that can provide service to the two up front. I think Cavani and I think a Cavani and Martial tandem up front, or Cavani and Greenwood tandem up front, as a you you two strikers. But we need again. Rashford is he not? He's not really a wide player. I mean, he's not. Your you don't know what Rashford is. Yeah. Exactly. No, no one knows what Rashford is. James, Straight up. And 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 to to um, I think EC's credit, James has come along uh, in doing his part in in getting wide. And I've said it too. I mean, he bombs down that thing, and he bombs down the, the flanks, and then he bangs it in. But we have nobody on the back end to come to come clean up his trash, right? You know, yeah. I mean, and, and that's sometimes what it is for a striker. It has to come clean up the trash. the 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 cross might not be the best, but and you, sometimes you just need to get in position. When you have like somebody bombing down the the flank, and there ain't nobody to come up to, you know, you know, in the box, that's a problem. And that's what I'm saying. But we, but first and foremost, we need to shore up the the center, the defensive midfield, to give us that option of having two attacking, you know, two attacking midfielders. Cause this, I mean, this whole thing with, 
you know, the Fred McTominay, Fred Matic, hell, even Pogba. I mean, granted, we haven't spoken Pogba's name since he got hurt. and um, and But I don't think that his game of play suits the English Premier League. It's just too slow. The buildup is just too slow for him. I mean, for him. It is. I mean, it is. It is. Just, just for the record, I'd like to state that we're probably 30 minutes in, and this is the first time we've mentioned Pogba. Just for the record. And that's going to be the last time. I mean, because he's not playing. Well, I mean, I'm not going to criticize him. Oh, I, I yeah. bet against that. Um, I will bet you uh, whatever you want to bet. I will, this will be the last time we say it. I think, once again, as always, I think you're being too hard on Manchester United. They're overachieving with what they have. So if they can survive this stretch and finish top four. Did they get thrashed by City? I mean, will you have a different story? Bro, who hasn't been thrashed by City? Well, we, we, last time we played, it was nil-nil. So I just want to know. Well, lower your expectations, baby girl. Once again, <laughs> understand your role. You're the mistress, love. You're the mistress. Okay. <laughs> Understand the ex. Lower your expectations. Understand your role I'm as the I'm mistress. Not Louis Vuitton and, that's it. and and embrace it. Yeah, you're not going to get like he may take you out to eat once every two weeks, but it's going to be in, it's going to be in a different city where he's not going to run into anybody. You know what I mean? All right, all right, I get it. I get it. So just 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 embrace that. <laughs> just embrace the mistress role because that's where you're at right now. Survive the season. Maybe maybe he leaves his wife. Maybe he doesn't. You don't know. So just hold on. See what you can do, um, and 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 try and make some changes this summer. You know what I mean? Get yeah. get get fit for the summer. Get you looking right. Maybe the <laughs> wife isn't looking right this summer, but you are. And, and maybe he makes the plunge. Who knows? Pilates, He's been there a long time. Pilates classes. You got to do it right. You got to do that Kanye West workout plan. No, you're in a good spot. You're sitting second. Grand, there's only four points between second and fourth. Um, but that's the key, right? So Chelsea's the fourth, you're the second. We can easily, Y'all were even. We can easily go into third place this weekend. You, you, you could. Leicester's been shit, though. I don't know what's going on there. They've been terrible. So I wouldn't worry about that one too much. Chelsea's your best bet because they're just not losing. They may not be winning a whole bunch, but they ain't losing. They're getting points every weekend. I could easily see Chelsea slide into third. Leicester shit in the bed again. What does Leicester have coming up? Let's see. Okay, we got Leicester as Brighton. Then they have Sheffield United first, don't they? I got Brighton. I'm sorry. I'm refreshing over here. Okay, so they got Brighton, Sheffield, and then y'all play them, right? So, well, that's FA Cup. And they, see, they, they still have the city shellacking coming too. That's what I'm saying. And then West Ham. Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna drop points. Leicester and West Ham. No, we have so that West works Ham. for we you. Have West Ham coming up too, as well. Yeah, so you know, get you a draw out of that. Let them lose to Leicester or draw. That I mean, God damn, oh, I, you and draws, man. I mean, I mean, our intros is so fitting, you know. Pit, put points on the board, man. That's what matters. I don't know. That's that's just that's no. I mean, no. Once again, baby girl, you're playing checkers. Know your role. 
So, you got to do just so, enough to keep them around. So the Europa League's our best bet to get Champions League because I don't know, man. No, I, I fully feel like y'all are going to be just fine because um, we have we have a tough we have a tough go too. We got Everson, we got Leeds, we play uh, Atletico in the round of sixteen, and then we have FA Cup shit. So we've got three different tournaments that we're playing two right now. Um. So yeah, you you've got a kind of we we've got an easy run after that, but shit, y'all played Crystal Palace and thought you had an easy run, five zero zero. So anything can happen, yeah, yeah. especially post COVID type shit. And that's and we've had the injury bug, and we've um, we've talked about I don't know what the I really don't know what the hell happens with Donny Van de Beek. I mean, it's just I, I don't know if he. He slept with all his wife or whatnot, but the dude is not. I mean, he's not going to be run. Freaking seventeen-year-old uh, kid. A seventeen-year-old kid's probably got more play than Danny Van de Beek. Van de Beek was a, was a panic buy, and we know that. Yeah. Taking you're taking a shit or what? Oh, I get it. Okay, I don't want to watch, but okay. Uh, I, I got a pee and I was trying to do it off mute. Yeah, but uh, kind of in the picture. But uh, anyways, I'll talk. Yes, you're right, uh, Donny Van Beek. Uh, and now it seems like more of a more more and more so a panic buy. But the fact of this is where I get where Ole can't pick a team, and he's so scared to lose a match in playing two defensive midfielders is you can't trust somebody that has the offensive creativity like a Van de Beek. Um, you know, and and put him in the and put him in the match, because I mean, what against Chelsea we only had what one one sub and that was Martial. Uh, against Palace we had two subs, and then one of them was Fred McTominay coming on for Fred, a defensive midfield coming on for a damn defensive midfielder, and then obviously Cavani uh, coming in coming off for James. I didn't see that because okay Greenwood uh, Greenwood and the Rashford, uh, you were were. Um, Swapping up top, and we know James on the left. It's just Ole's Ole's subs are not. First of all, it's tactics. I don't agree with, and it's gonna start pissing me off because it has a it it, it is reeks of Mourinho. But his subs are even more incompetent. Is like you know you need to win the match. You know I mean hell, Crystal Palace could have nicked it in the end. If it wasn't for a great Dean Henderson save, Crystal Palace could have nicked it in the end. And then yet, we still have this lackluster performance. I mean, it it's just it's so frustrating to where, you know. But it very well could have gone the other way. Manchester United could have nicked one in. I laugh. I've, I've got to bring you back to, to, to what you just said. What, what did you just say a second ago? When I was laughing, but I was on mute because I was grabbing another beer. Uh, it reeks of Mourinho, right? Of so like like Ole saw it, it. And, and Ole, once again, I, I relate it all back to women or dating or anything like that because that's what I'm, you know, I know about. So think about Ole. Ole is the point where he's like, look, I got the date, right? I'm out with this girl. My job is to not screw it up. Mm-hmm. She's already out with me. She already likes me, in a sense. My job is to not screw it up. It's it's Hitch. Watch Hitch, and it's exactly how Ole is acting. His job is to not screw it up. 
And that's kind of where, you know, Chelsea is at this point, right? Mm-hmm. We're in fourth. We haven't lost a game in 10 games. We stole a game from Atletico, which we had no business doing. But it's two totally different things. It, it is, I mean, okay, I'm not get, I'll, I'll get back to your dating thing. You sacked the manager in in middle of the season, and you're you know, and you weren't. I mean, you weren't too far off from you know of being up top four, and then you bring in this manager, and now he's you're now you're contending for top four, and you're you have not lost. It's two totally different things. No, no, yes. sweetie, no. So it is. It is. These teams are mirroring each other. So James comes in, right? What does James provide you? James provides speed. He provides, I'm not going to say skill so much, but he provides a different element. He provides width. Which is exactly what Pulisic does. So if you look at these two teams, look at them. So they're, they're kind of mirroring each other, right? They're doing just enough to get by. Manchester United has popped in a whole lot of goals here and, and a couple of weeks back, not here recently, obviously. Right. Since I think they played Manchester, uh, Newcastle United, they popped in three before that they popped in four against Real, but here recently they haven't done much. No, Chelsea hasn't probably scored more than two goals in a game and God knows how long. Right. They're doing just enough to not screw it up. Both of them. You were a C and D student in high school. I bet. I mean, with that attitude, I bet you didn't. You were. You didn't you know, make the honor roll at all. I graduated with honors a year <laughs> early, sweetheart. See, this 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 is you, man. You worried about that right now. I'm worried about that later. Later. You were a C and D student. Do just no. Like, I was. I mean, I, I was I one of the say, first names called at graduation. I, I could say, I bet you don't make your wife. You know. You know. No, we schedule that. Um. <laughs> No, Manchester United and Chelsea are closer uh, in style of everything than you think they are. They really are. They've got know, they've got strikers that can't fucking score. If you played Giroud more, I think you could. Yeah, Porisito, man, he needs something. He needs to do something. I, and I said it. I think what in the the beginning of the season when we had our show, I, I if Giroud didn't resign, I would, I, if I were Manchester, I would have went for Giroud. On he'd been cheap. Oh yeah, and, and he, he he he'll give you he'll give you thirty minutes and he'll pop in a goal. Yeah, and he's not injury prone. Always. I mean, granted, Cavani's been kind of a anomaly, I guess you could say. Uh, he scored, you know, he just as many, as many goals as as Martial right now, and you know everybody was praising Martial last year about you know twenty seven goals this and twenty seven goals that, uh, but you know I think Cavani's done the service that is required, but. I mean, how can you score goals as a striker when you ain't getting service in, you know, in the box? I mean, sure. you know, but Bruno's, again, it's just, he's just trying too hard. And this is where I think of Donny Vanderbeek, a more disciplined person, a more disciplined player, um, could actually benefit, you know, uh, the team more in, in doing so. But it's just, you know, obviously you can't pull off the, you can't pull off the, the, the player that's second in score goals and, and second in assists in the league, can you? I'm looking at stats right now. I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure out where Manchester United's at. Of what? Well, I'm just looking. You you look at Bruno. He's at 15 goals and 10 assists, right? He's like second, second. Which is which is a phenomenal season for midfielder. Yeah. 
Who's next? Rashford at nine. You got Martial at four and three. Cavani at six and two. That's a, that's a lot of weight. But once again, if you look at Chelsea, because I'm going to talk about them because I like them. Who's the one scoring goals for Chelsea right now? Uh, it's Mason Mount. Not consistently. More so than some other folks. I mean, no, you, you're exactly right. I mean, my, uh, how do you say, my uh, my eat crow sandwich about the Timo Werner, Kai Havertz. Um, Someone's got to figure that shit out, bro. Yeah, that that when I when I called that Chelsea was going to win the beginning the league at the beginning of the season, I feel like a fucking asshole, right? Uh, because that ain't happening. Uh, but Ma- Mason Mount's tied for third in goals at Chelsea. If you want to look at it, we don't have a single person that has more than six goals. Okay, then. there you go. And, and Mason Mount is still a youngster. I mean, he's a child. For him to be a, for him to be tied, it's kind of it's it's crazy, right? But yeah, team, and he it doesn't take PKs too. Your team is consistent. Your team has a lot of youngsters. I mean, other than Thiago, which kind of like sits off your, you know, he's like fucking fifty, you know. So yeah, it's like, you know, you know, the Brazilians never give their exact age. So hundred percent. You know, he sets off the age balance, but I mean, you have a bunch of guys, you know, breast still smelling like Similac, you know, you know, they're running around <laughs> that freaking they're around the pitch, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. Um, but this is where I think Tuch, you know Tuchel has gotten your defense right, and where Ole is kind of like has it's you're right, they're they're they're, they're mirroring each other because our defense hasn't given up much goal, many goals. I mean, we're probably one, you know, we'll give up one, a scrappy goal. Uh, set pieces are a freaking nightmare. Um, but, you know, even though I don't I don't, I don't like him too much, uh, the tandem of Harry Maguire and Lindelof, um, they've, they've served their purpose. Yeah. De Gea, um, who knows what's going on with him. I think he's on a leave of absence till the end of the month. Um, they said that the they said that the Henderson's going to be starting the next couple of matches. So um, he's done. I mean, he's done his service. Henderson's done his service. Obviously, with the um, ad- addition of uh, Tayez, Luke Shaw dropped his nuts and started playing like the Southampton. Oh, Luke Shaw got after it, baby yeah, girl. Like him and somebody had a talk, yeah. and they said, "Look, either get this figured out, or I'm leaving." And he locked the door and said, I'm going to get it. And he's gotten it. Yep. Uh, Basaka's defense is still there. But he, his offense, the game is, is you would you'd say, it's being detrimental to the to the, to forward play. But in my opinion, defensive players, he's doing what a defensive player should do. Right? In my For opinion. sure. Yeah. <clears throat> what Tuchel's done with, <coughs> like you said, Bringing in a lot of the German players back. Uh, Rudiger's been back. Um, yep. You know, Aspilicueta, you know, has been doing his thing. He's been so I love Aspilicueta. If this dude could add, like, 20 pace to his game, he would be the best yeah. center back in the English Premier League. The dude is so cerebral. He's so smart. He understands the IQ of the game. He was the captain for so long. Whenever Lampard pushed him out, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Pair him with an athletic center back like Zuma or somebody, 
and he'll do well. Now you've got Rudiger and, and Christensen back there with him, and then you have the coverage with Chilwell and Reese James or Alonso or whoever he decides to play back there, or even Callum Hudson-Odoi, who is a midfielder, an attacking midfielder, is playing as a ring, uh, a right wing back. You, you know, you you have that consistency to where, okay, Thiago Silva's out, you have a spill of quotes in there. He knows what he's doing. Then you have Conte covering the, the back end. Now, yeah, Conte's finally starting to get minutes again. Kovacic has been has been great. You know, he's he's getting what he needs out of players. He's doing just enough yeah. to stick around. You know, we're going to marriage counseling basically, and they getting it lined out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's, you know, he didn't spend the money, but Lampard did. They spent way too much money on that attack to be dinking in one goal a game, two goals a game. They really did. If you could trade. And I'd be interested to see how Ole could do with some talent up front. No offense to Cavani, no offense to Rashford or Martial, but give them some world-class guys that have proven it in other leagues that are tipped to be the next big thing. I wonder what Ole could do with it. Stucho ain't done nothing with it. Lampard sure as shit didn't do anything with it. What could happen? What I mean, what do you think? Okay, with Werner... And Havertz, because that's basically what you're talking about. And what what do you think their problem is? What's their? I, I think. Is it the physicality? Is it the pace? Is it what? Uh, I think it's positioning, um, 100. Mm-hmm. percent I think you bought Werner for a role that Pulisic had already occupied and done well in. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not a central striker. They need a a, a tall, physical striker to play off of like Giroud. Mm-hmm. Um, to where you can have Werner cutting in from the left, uh, Ziyech cutting in from the right. Um, I'd, I'd run a double, I don't want to say a double pivot with with Mount and Conte in the middle and then Havertz playing just in front of them. Let Havertz control the game offensively and let Conte control it defensively. Um, but we've, we've unfortunately bought players that mimic players that we already had. So... <laughs> Sell, sell Pulisic, sell, sell some of these guys and get players that fit around the team. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it was poor. I think we bought solely on name and talent and expectations alone and not for what the team fit. Okay. So I think Verno will get in there. He's had a bad run. He was really unlucky today with the goal. But he is not a central striker, nor is Havertz. They're not. He's 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 in that Rashford role right now. That's what Werner's in. He's in the Rashford role. No one knows what the hell he needs to play at. I mean, well, I mean I'm, Rashford needs to play up off the, the, the flanks, in my opinion. Yes. To attack people. And, and same thing with Werner. Yeah. There's there's more similarities between this Chelsea and Manchester United team than you would like to admit. Actually, no, I mean, you're making sense because you're talking about people stacked in a lot of positions. Same thing with Manchester United. We have Bruno, Donny van de Beek, Paul Pogba could all play the freaking that same attacking Same game, spot. You know, and yep. it, we, we're, we're top heavy in that sense. Um, and it's just, it's just frustrating. But, I think you could see to where either like uh, Erling Haaland come in to either team and completely changing. I think that is the cog that is missing for either team. You know what I mean? Strong, young, 
not necessarily a speedy attacker, but someone that can hold up, control the game, let the others that have their qualities bring the best out in them. And I don't give a shit. If you put him within 15 yards of the goal, he's going to put it in the net. 100%. He has the body for it. I don't know what – he's not the fastest. He's not the biggest. He doesn't have the greatest shot. He's not going to rip one from 25 yards out. But he puts it in the fucking net. Look at Lewandowski. Oh, 100%. Yeah, for sure, for sure. He's just younger than him. That's all it is. He just puts it – he has that goal-scoring net. And that's what we need. And that's what I mean. That's what we need. And I hope you don't get him. But I mean, I understand what you're what you're coming from. You brought up Christian Pulisic. What what is what I mean for Chelsea? He needs to get rid of the beard first and foremost. Um, uh, he looks cute as shit with that beard, bro. Come on. Um, what's the deal with him? Do you think? I mean, he, Tuchel had him at Dortmund. Do you think? Why is yep. he? I mean, he, I know he got subbed on today. We didn't see him at the. Did we? Did he come out on the weekend? I couldn't even. <coughs> he. So with with Pulisic, it's hard, right? So in the beginning, I chalked it up as the coach knows where he's at. Yeah. Right. Knows what he's going to get from him. Um, is he best as a super sub? Possibly. You know, right? He's a young kid. He's a little bitty. He's a wiry fuck. He's going to run. He's going to speed. He's going to take you on one on one. Um, and I thought that maybe was it, right? He's giving these other guys a chance to to prove their worth. And then recently, it's just been like, I mean, uh, what was it? Was it Manchester United where he came in for Olivia Giroud yeah. and played? We played like two false nines, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever because we don't even have a nine to begin with, really. Um, I, I really think he's an extra piece that, Coach doesn't know what to do with. He wants to start Werner because they play the same position. They do. Um, I want to see him sold or loaned out. Do you think the injuries, the injury bug that he's got, the run has gotten in his, his mind as a player? I, I think it's gotten a lot of people's minds. Yeah. I think, you know, if you, if you look back two years ago, he was the savior to American soccer, right? He was playing in the Bundesliga. He was getting minutes as a super sub and getting spot starts. And then he was making the most of his time. He was putting goals in, right? And then he gets this big money transfer to Chelsea, starts getting some some knocks. Um, and then he goes on this tear afterwards where he's just he's just murdering it, right? He's 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 making the, the most of his minutes, he's putting it in. Um there's always been the chatter of, of Mason Mount versus Christian Pulisic because of Lampard. And then Mason Mount was one of Lampard's boys. So he was always going to favor him. Um, I don't think from what I've seen, Pulisic is bodied for the English Premier League game. I don't. And that's fine. That's not for everybody. Right. The, the gauntlet that these English Premier League teams play with FA Cup and Champions League and, and, and EPL and fucking Community Shield and the Corona Premier League and all this other bullshit that they have that they have to play in. Yeah, I mean, bro, come on, right? Um, I would be fine with him being loaned out to Bayern Munich and being a spot sub to replace Kingsley Komen or something. 
but he is quickly as as quickly as he ascended, he has descended and is maybe the third or fourth most important American player right now. Well, the reason you it's funny that you're bringing that up, and now we're going to segue into your wheelhouse is the fact that the Julian Greens, the Christian Pulisics. Um, oh, that's, that's 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 a little harsh right there, but okay. No, 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 but you brought it up. You brought up the way that quickly they've ascended the ladder on on uh, um, their their um, <coughs> American um, on the American platform of, of great players, and now they're descending because injury injuries follow Christian Pulisic. That's no joke. I mean, that's it is what it is. The dude can't stay healthy. I think that's affected his mentality, especially, you're right, is the English Premier League too rough for him? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's rough for a lot of people. And, and Yeah. But I don't, I don't want him, like you're saying, getting loaned out or getting sent back to Germany. I want him to make it. And I think he has a talent. He has a talent to make it. Hell, if freaking Juan Mata, if Juan Mata can make it in the English Premier League, Christian Pulisic <laughs> making the game. I mean, and one Monte got a player of the year one year. I mean, but he what, killed but, it. But but his his skill levels, you know, obviously one Monte's skill level is a little better that year than Christian Pulisic. But, and speaking of Chelsea, right when he got when he won it, but it all it all revolves around Chelsea, buddy. Whether you like to admit it or not, it yeah, does. So so do me a favor, is this what I need you to do? I need you to research a player named John O'Brien. He is probably the most gifted technical player that the U.S. national team has ever fielded. Yeah. He's long retired. He played for PSV whenever it was, you know, unheard of. Most technically gifted player we've ever probably had over anybody, over Dempsey, over Claudio Reyna, over Landon Donovan, technically gifted. However, injuries fucking got him. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm afraid for on Pulisic. However, Shit, man, look at the depth the national team has right now. And I know this is a Manchester United podcast, no, no, no. and that's we're, what we're talking we're about. Segway, but I'm always going to talk about the national team. We're segueing into the national team because this is your wheelhouse. Because there are a lot of players. 100%. We're coming, 100%. We're, we're coming on to international break right now. And, yes, know, after, we are. After, what, after, after um, what do you call it? Um, Man City or whoever y'all play too. So this is why, again, why I wanted you on is to give us a preview, give us a little taste. Uh, obviously, hopefully, even if not for our, uh, if everything, would, if, if the English Premier League, you know, does what it does, and if the teams restrict their players to go on national duty, because um, we saw what the we saw the the MLS players play what a month ago, right? I think they played a month ago on the national team. Mm-hmm. But you need to get your Dests back, your McKinney's back. I mean, you're going to get all these <laughs> international. Talent back. He pull a six back. Um, give us, you know, just give us a little wet or whistle. Get her, you know, wet her beak a little and tell us. Oh, what, I'm gonna wet the beak. Okay. That's for that. You can always guarantee and, and that I'm gonna that, wet the beak. And that's why I wanted you on is to tell us what we have to expect. Hopefully, I mean, oh, in our next national match, who do we have to look for? Uh, because 
And what I got text, uh, I Instagram it and in the messages and whatever I was say texting, but messaging y'all. Uh, Weston McKenney sign for Juventus. Hundred percent. That's freaking huge for an American player to sign for Juventus. I mean, what's I mean, what American player is signed for a larger club than than Juventus? Other than Desi, oh. he's with Barcelona, but not for the amount of money. That 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 uh, that, um, that Weston McKinney. Weston McKinney was like twenty two million. Yeah, there. was 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 the trigger for him to sign permanently. But if you oh. and I and I sent it to to Huey today to because Huey Huey, yeah, I know he's not here, but I'm gonna vouch for him. He had a really big Weston McKinney boner this morning, and I hope we can say boner uh, on the podcast because I'm gonna do it. Um. He is ranked in the top three in just about every single category for a midfielder in Syria. Hundred percent, and I, and I said this months back that we have shifted from Christian Pulisic being the most important player for the national team is it now being Weston McKinney. But I want to I want to go back to X amount of podcasts ago. I told you to look for this guy Daryl Dyke, yep. right? He played for Orlando City. He was a young kid, physical forward, basically Josie Altador reincarnated, right? But young, he's 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 a kid. I, I probably have kids his age somewhere. He has no neck like Jose. He walks around. He he's just this massive mountain of a man. Well, sure enough, probably two weeks after I brought him up, he got a loan to Barnsley, right? Yep. Playing the championship, gotten starts. If you look up the actual media form, the fans love him. He's he's like uh, two goals in the past two games. He's bodying fucking people. Nobody knows what to do with this beast. Mm-hmm. And you need to hashtag this kid in this podcast because he's going to be the next Josie Altidore. I'm telling you right now, he is going to be our physical forward that's just going to body motherfuckers and use people like McKinney, Pulisic, Gio Reyna, Tyler Adams, Tim Weah. He is going to set up all these guys, and he is going to be – I'm going to say it, and, I, and I'm kind of hesitant to say it, but he is going to be – one of the top three most important players for the U.S. national team going forward. What? That's old. Okay. Right. Like he's he's gonna be that cog. That's he's gonna be that Olivier Giroud, like, where he may not score a ton of goals, yeah. but he's gonna set up all the talent we have in midfield. Yeah. Okay. I love this kid. I love this kid. Again, I. Uh, all the knowledge of the U.S. soccer, we always come to you. You are in-house. USA, USA uh, um, uh, analyst, I guess you could call it. Uh, but yes. if you're comparing him to Josie Altador and he's going to set other people up for um, as a striker, okay, he's not really a striker. He's just a. You know. No, no, he's a target man. Yeah, okay. Well, all right. He's a target man. That is exactly what Cavani does for y'all. So I don't want to hear your shit. No. So we've got Northern Ireland, we've got Jamaica. I want to say it is my laptop died, so I can't tell you for sure. Coming up uh, in March, I have absolutely zero idea who they're going to call in just because MLS training camps just started, which, you know, we're representing the Austin FC today, by the way. Quick little hashtag on that. Did you, uh, um, did you, uh, have you got your tickets yet? Uh, everything's set up. Jerseys are in. Like I said, I've got the training gear in. Kit. 
Austin is killing it with their free agency and people they're picking up. I mean, they're beating out people like River Plate and Boca Juniors to players. I mean, come on, bro. Like, we getting after it. Mm-hmm. No David Beckham, right? No. No, so that's the thing. But we've got Claudio Reyna and Josh Wolf, bro. So if your U.S. men's national team boner has not been engaged yet, now's the time to get it engaged. And if you want to go a step further, we just signed Greg Berhalter's son on loan. So he just paused. So I think he's talking about that uh, he got yeah. a, a giant boner from Greg uh, signing Greg Berhalter. Greg Burkhalter's son. Yeah, so it's it's no, it's it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see the national team play these next couple games and who they call in and how it is. Do they call in Pulisic? Do they call in McKinney? Um, Like I said, Daryl Dykes on loan uh, until probably the summer. So, in 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 your in in your uh, fantasy world, I'm saying fantasy, not like your dream fantasy. I'm saying. If you're running the U.S. national team as a fantasy player or coach, give me a starting lineup. Tell you know, tell if you're going to run the best lineup out oh, there, the United States players. I want you to tell our fans of who and why somebody should, this person should start goalie, this person should start left back, and I want you to go through all I got the it. positions. Huh? Everybody. Okay, so we got Zach Steffen in goal. Straight up, he's a beast of a man. He's 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 getting some minutes in Manchester City, but he's getting the coaching. He's getting the the idea of how Pep likes to use the footwork with a goalkeeper. Have you seen with Ederson? Um, he's in a great spot. Nobody's beating him out yet, so it's Zach Steffen, and he's going to own that for probably the next eight years. Next two World Cup cycles, he's in. Is there a backup to challenge him, or is it? So we've we've got. We've got a handful of guys that just haven't taken that next step yet, okay. right? You got Evan uh, Orbath that's that's playing, uh, I think, in Belgium. If I'm not correct, uh, you've got a couple MLS guys, um, and then you've got like a Brad Guzan that can come in and spot fill as needed. But uh, also Matt Turner, shout out to Matt, that guy. Um, I think he's with the Revolution. Uh, came out of nowhere and just, I mean. I don't know if I can say this, but put his dick down here recently and just said, let's get after it. And that's what he's been doing. So I'd love to see him get some minutes too. Um, Defense. Can we say dick down? Is that, is that legal? Okay. Um, Defense. uh, John Brooks has been holding it down for a minute. I think he's probably put the injury stuff behind him. He's been killing it. John Brooks. Yes. Wasn't he a center back? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's 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 the start of the defense, right? Oh, so you pair I, I, him. I said right back. I, I said right back. Oh, right back. Uh, you go with Dest. There's nobody even close to Dest right now. Um, you go with Dest, and then you've got John Brooks at center back. Uh, left center back, you, you can kind of run that one out. You've got Chris Richards, who's who's doing really well out on loan in the Bundesliga. Um, you've got some MLS guys that can play in there. Uh, left back. This is where I go back and forth. I still like um, uh, Anthony Robinson for Fulham. I still do. Uh, Yedlin's come back in and and, and done well um, in Turkey. Besiktas, right? Who? Besiktas or, or Fenerbahce? Who does he play for? He's. I thought he was with Galatasaray. Galatasaray. Okay. I know. I know. He was in, I know he's in Turkey, but 
So I'm trying to okay. So I got the defense built. Um, I've got Tyler Adams in a six role in midfield. Mm-hmm. I've got McKinney and my dog. I always mess up his name, but England just said that they're confident in and getting him to play for England, but it's not going to happen. Mr. Musa that plays for Valencia in the La Liga. Sorry, England, you ain't gonna fucking get it, bro. It's just not. It's just not going to happen. Why is that? It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So, depending on what you follow, there's a lot of mind over matter. Mind over matter. I get it. I get it. It's not going to happen. No, he he's got the Brodom. He's got the Brodom with everybody from the national team. He's played. He was in the recent camp. He killed it. He's going to slide right into a starting spot. No, sorry, Musa, but. You're a U.S. national team player. You may not know it yet, but it's happening. So you've got McKinney and him and kind of the dual pivot eight roll. Okay. That puts me three. Um, I think Polishik out on the left. Uh, out on the right, you know, you can have Giovanni Reyna. You can have Tim Weah. Um, you can have Tyler Boyd. You can have shit. Bring Paul, Paul Ariola in. Bro, I love that dude. You know why? Because he's an ass. Who's That's player? why I love that dude. I, I saw him in the last last match, the US match that I watched. Because I didn't watch the last two with the MLS players. Guess I'm a bandwagon US fan. Guys, I know. We're working on that, guys. We're working on that. Um, no. But, so Jordan Morris went to Swansea, Ariola got hurt. But Ariola's over there too now. Swansea? Yes. Okay. So he's over there now. Like I said, I just love the player, bro. He just brings he just brings the assholeness if that's a trait. Oh, if I, I can, I, that's a trait that I carry very much, and I know he he just brings it, bro. Hashtag Paul Orleola in this. He is. I just love him as an individual, as a player. He's just got that Clint Dempsey swagger. Hey. I'm going to put it in you type stuff. I'm a, this is what my wife sent me, and I'll read it to you. It says, no matter how good of a person you are, you're an asshole in somebody else's story. That's, that's, my life, that's my life, bro. And, and you know what? I don't give a shit. So if he's an no. asshole, that means I like him. And just, 100%, bro. Just like Hashtag Keen, Paul Arliola. Just, just like Roy Keane, he's an asshole. I like him, but he's a player, too. I like the motherfucker. I like, I like. He's the, just got that passion, bro. I love the man to death. I love the Rodmans. I love the 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 Lambiers, the dickheads. That's your guy. Yeah. That's your guy. Yep. Um, and then honestly, personally, okay, I want Daryl Dyke up top. Okay. I want him up top, young kid. I want him just body and pulls. The deep dicking dude, right? That's just, just he's gonna give it to you. Okay. X gonna give it to you type situation. Right. Yes, I quoted DMX in that situation. No, I want him in there. I want him getting minutes. I want him getting after it. Okay. So that's that's the eleven that I would go with, and we still have depth. We still have Tim Way to come off the bitch. We have Tyler Boyd to come off the bitch. We have um, we've got a handful of guys that can you know Yedlin can come in on defense. We we've got some center back pairings that we can try. Some guys that have moved around. But I want to see 
I mean, Chris, Chris Mueller is another guy from Orlando City who's who's done really well with the time that he's given. And this isn't even counting like the young kids like Ricardo Ferreira and some of the or Jesus Ferreira, I'm sorry, that that featured and did really well for the national team the last time. But I want to see Daryl Dyke with some talent around him and what he can do straight up. When is the when is the roster supposed to be finalized? I don't know when the roster is going to drop. I think the first game is the 25th. Okay. 25th, I think, is is either Ireland or Jamaica. Um, no, I want to see Daryl Dyke get in there, put some talent around the guy, see what he can actually pull off, and just get after it. And these are guys that you need to follow. You're right. You're right. I'm a. I stick to. I'm a. I'm a creature by habit. What is that? Is that is that the term? Habit by creature. Creature by habit. That. I stick to my Manchester guys, and you know that's what I do. But I need yes, to, you it's know, cre- creature of habit. But I told you about Daryl Dyke. Habit. Yes, yes, yes. Probably a month and a half, two months before his transfer, his loan to Barnsley in the championship, and it happens. And he's he's a fan favorite. He's killing it. He's doing well. He's putting fucking balls in the back of the net. Watch this guy. This is like an upcoming stock that you need to watch. It's a penny stock, but you got to watch it. Uh, hey, don't get me on that Pipe Piper bullshit. You know what I mean? I just, uh, uh, this ain't going to be a trend on TikTok right now. So uh, I'll watch the guy. I'll, 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 if you say he's like Josie Altador, you're, um, the level expectation, you've set the bar very low, uh, in my opinion. In my opinion, I, I don't rate Josie at all. I, I think he was... Okay, and, and the, the reason they keep calling him up, I have no reason why. Um, but hey, the, he, hey, when the U.S. national team don't have any strikers, you make uh, chicken salad out of chicken shit. You know what I mean? That's that's what we have to do. So if 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 you're saying this guy is, and I and I and I take uh, I um, I respect your opinion, so I'm gonna give this guy a fair shot. Uh, but don't rate him. Don't say he's a Josie Altador clone. And it, no, no, he's he is in the body and type of game as Josie Altador. Okay. okay, so he the way he plays the game is is like Josie Altador. He is your striker. He is going to get up there, and every single center back is going to know that he's playing in the game. Okay, someone's going to have to be touching this dude at all times. Someone's going to feel his body. I'm telling you. This 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 is the guy to watch. This this is my guy right now. I called McKinney before it happens. I called Adams before it happened. This is my next guy. Okay. Um, Nagelsman. There's rumors that Nagelsman is going to move. Jesse Marsh's name, because getting back onto the American uh, theme mm-hmm, here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jesse Marsh's name has been has been floating about, uh, especially. In the league, in the Premier League, with all these coaches, you know, um, on the outs. Uh, I'm not saying Ole out. There, yes, there's a Ole out trend, but they're, they're already. If 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 something happens, we're talking about Nagelsmann going to Manchester. I'm not talking about Jesse Marsh. Uh, I think uh, who's uh, was one of the lower levels. Was it uh, Schalke? Schalke? So the the plan the plan is for uh, Gladbach. Gladbach manager to go up, and Jesse Marsh to take the Gladbach spot. Yes, and what I, and that, the, re, the reason I've kept up with 
Jesse Marsh at at the, the at the what do you call it the Red Bulls, the freaking Austrian team, um, is because of you, and it's the only reason of because of that and what he did with Holland and all that. Um, would would going to a lower level Bundesliga team? Because we saw with Va- uh, uh, v- Wagner, Wagner, right when he went to, um, he was. Wagner coached in EPL, yeah? Yes, you know, and he got fucking... David, David, David Wagner. And then yeah. he went back to the Bundesliga, and I, I don't think they, you know, they don't... They, didn't, they, they sacked his ass, too, if I remember yeah. correctly. Um, would going to a lower-level Bundesliga team, like like Gladbach or Schalke... I can't remember which which is the one that he's rumored to. He's been, he's, he's been turned around to both. Yeah. Um, and... and that's my guy, right? So I think that's the future of of, of American soccer, hundred percent. And, that, and that's, He's, what, that's what I don't I don't want to happen. Is it the the star, the sheen of this guy to wear off to where, if he ever gets a chance to coach the men's national team, it's going to be like, well, he failed at X club, he failed at X club, and now, you know, we're going to sign him. I I you know what I mean I. I don't know where his next move is. Maybe his next move is to stay there, at uh, at where he's at, um, and then and then and then when his time is called, move to the American National League. I think it's okay. So this is this is like deep space theory, and it's maybe because I've had a handful of drinks, but. And the company that I work for, which I'm not going to say the name, but they're a major player, one of the top five companies probably in the world. They identify individuals at a very young age and say, this person is going to be VP or going to be CEO or going to be production manager one day. And so they guide you on this journey, right? And this is this happens when you're 20 something years old. Um, so Jesse Marsh is a little bit different than that. Um, he got identified young for a coach, 30s. Um, and I wouldn't mind him going to the Bundesliga, getting some experience, coaching a league or two, or a year or two, I'm sorry, and then not doing what they wanted to do and then come back and committing to the U.S. national team full-time. And I think that's the plan. Um, guys fails? like – What if he fails in the uh, What's that? What if he fails in the Bundesliga? That's fine. It's not for everybody, right? I mean, how many coaches get fired every year in the top leagues? It happens. People don't spend money. It's the way it is, right? Money controls it all. But you've got you've got guys like Ernie Stewart that's that's familiar with this guy. You've got guys like Brian McBride that are familiar with this guy that have probably identified him as the savior. Personally, I think Burhalter is going to take them into the World Cup just fine. Um, gets the knockout stages, maybe quarterfinal type run, and say, okay, we did well, but. That's not enough. That's 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 not exceeding expectations. Not even meeting expectations. I think we need more, and I think Jesse Marsh will provide that push with the talent that we have um, to get him over that hump. So I, I see Perhalter leading him into this World Cup, and then you've got a U.S. national team guy who's leading the team, coming into a lot of talent of guys in their prime playing in the world cup in the United States or North America, if you will. Um, but it's the United States. Come on. We threw Mexico and, and Canada a bone on that. Um, 
I think he's the guy for it. I, I really do. I think 2026, you'll see Jesse Marsh, the U.S. national team coach. All right. Well, that's, a, that's a lot of U.S. national team talk. And Sorry, man. You know me, brother. You know no, me, brother. No, no, no. That, that's, again, that's why, um, that's why I wanted you on because we're gearing up for an international break. And, excuse me. We need to start looking at, at these players and looking what you know, looking forward to it. In your opinion, yeah, I've, on, on the roster, I've got no idea who they call in. Oh, well, that's what I was going to ask you. In your opinion, what's the uh, international to MLS player ratio? Do you think, or, or are they all going to be international players? I would think it would be international players and MLS guys that have been out on loan. Paul Ariola, Daryl Dyke, these type of guys that have gotten some minutes overseas while. MLS was trying to figure out the beginning to their season, when it's going to start. You know, we had the the potential of a, of a strike, of a work stoppage with MLS guys. Um, I think, you know, the last camp, we always call it January Camp Cupcake, right? It's all MLS guys. So with these guys, you're going to see maybe a little bit more of an international flavor to where you've got guys like Pulisic that maybe hasn't been getting a lot of minutes at Chelsea. Um, you got guys like McKinney, they're going to come in and try and stabilize the ship. You've got some of these international guys, even Yedlin. I think Yedlin needs to get a call back in. I know he's, he's getting settled in with his new club, but he hasn't played a ton of minutes this year. You're going to see, I, I would say, 80-20 international to MLS ratio. And, and, and maybe even more so towards the international, but maybe lesser known international guys that are playing in in Brazil or guys that are playing in Portugal. They're going to get these call ups to actually come in and play while we let the MLS guys get set in because MLS guys just started their training camp. I mean, probably two days ago. So we're not going to pull these guys away when they're just getting in training camp before the season starts. They're not fit. They're not settled in with their teams. I would hope to see 90% international and maybe a, a couple of MLS guys sprinkled in. Last question, and we'll wrap up the uh, international stuff and, and our, uh, U.S. national team. Um, the next coming matches are friendlies. Am I, am I mistaken? Correct. When are we um, – because we have the Euros this summer. Uh, and then obviously the World Cup next summer. It's gonna be really weird having two tournaments back to back. You know, especially for especially for clubs. And then that that whole World Cup is gonna be. And we're gonna have to take a break in the middle of the season. It is fucked up. I, I'm stupid. Anyways. So when, what players are currently on our our radar or whatnot? Like you say Musa, right? Um, yeah. When we, will we know a decision and what players that – because obviously we have to play uh, an international match. I think how many matches do, have, do they have to play <laughs> once they're ineligible? So, so they have to play in a, sanctioned if you will, FIFA-sanctioned match. Yeah, not a friendly. It's a FIFA-sanctioned Yeah, so a one, World Cup right? qualifier, etc. Uh, Copa America also qualifies, right? It should. It so should. Same thing. Um, the Euros. The reason I bring it up, I mean, somebody obviously, if the fans out there want to correct correct us, um, if it's a Euro with England already qualifying, could England call somebody like Musa up to to the camp and he declare? Or I mean, it, you don't. You kind of understand what I'm saying? 
I mean, yeah, so how how can we get these guys 100%? Yeah, and who USA. Who's on the cusp because there isn't there another one that he's a Mexican American and he plays for Mexico. It, Chivas. He plays in so Mexico we, and and he, we, you know, he's on the fence right now. I can't remember the guy's name. Acosta. His, his name's uh we've got one kid that just got called up to he he's actually on USA and Mexico's Olympic roster. Yes. Both of them. Uh Efrain Alvarez. Alvarez, there you go. Uh, Alvarez. So he's he's got a decision to make um, along with uh, Musa. But like I said, Musa's USA. Like we don't even need to talk about that anymore. Like I don't know if you saw it yesterday, but England's in a report. England is confident that he's going to play for them. Okay. Sorry, with all due respect, he's part of my French. England, get the fuck out of here, bro. This is not your business. Go team. about your day. Go get your tea and get the fuck out. Yeah, go go about your day. He he's USA, the camaraderie he's built, and I and I want to say that on Instagram it probably had hundreds to maybe thousands of comments saying just American flags mm. on that post. Sorry about your luck, buddy, but he's playing with us. He'll slot right into our starting eleven, or maybe be the twelfth guy. Um, but I'd like to see him in the starting eleven. Uh, so he's coming. That, that's over and done with. We've talked about that. Uh, Alvarez is another young kid that um, I want to say was uh, – he's been part of the Galaxy system for a little bit. Um, USA has showed interest. He's been called up before in friendlies. Now Mexico's showing interest. They both got him on the Olympic roster. So he's he's got a decision to make uh, as to what team he's going to play for. It's hard because USA is finally at a point to where we'd like you, yeah. but we don't have to have you. You'll get minutes. You're going to get playing time. You're, you're part of the future, but we're not dying for people like, I mean, if you want to look at like 98 World Cup, when we just pulled all the red tape out and signed David Regie to play for us, we're not at that point anymore. Mm-hmm. We've got guys. We, we really do. But Burhalter has done this wonderful approach to appealing to these dual nationals. Getting getting Dest alone was enough to give Burhalter some more time. Dest was fucking massive. That's our right back for the next 10, 12 years. I mean, that could be three World Cup swipes for all we know. Yeah. Uh, we had Steve Terundolo that just played forever. And if I could take 10 years of, of Steve Terundolo, he'd slot right into the starting 11 just because he was a magnificent player. But he got Dest. He had no business getting Dest. We had no business getting him, in, in all honesty. But we got him, and he's massive, and he's going to be a stalwart in our defense for some time. Um, and I think that's 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 playing into a lot of these kids' minds that are 18, 19, 20 years old, seeing that Burhalter is not afraid of youth and giving these guys minutes, committing to them and having a plan for them. I think that plays into our favor a lot. So Alvarez, if he commits to the U.S., wonderful. That'd be great. That's more depth in the pipeline. That's somebody to carry us into the next two, three World Cup cycles and play a part. Uh, if we lose him, that'll suck because it always sucks losing to Mexico because we absolutely hate Mexican national team soccer on this podcast for everybody speaking. Um, no, that, that's not even the even. That's that's 100% yes. I hate squirrels and Mexican national team soccer. That's just the way it is, bro. It's the way it's going to happen. It, it, sorry. 
but after, so it is. After, after the last four years, you know, like, you know, no. Anyways, um, no. Anyone else? Any other player you need to watch? Um, I want to. Like I said, uh, we, we've talked about Daryl Dyke. That's no, that's I'm my guy. About, we've we've talked player, about I'm talking about a player that needs to make a decision between us or the enemy. That's it. Uh, I I would divert all our efforts on. Yanis Musa. Okay. Right. That, that's the guy that everyone that listens to this needs to follow and, and post an American flag on his Instagram daily. Um, and let him know how much he's loved and appreciated and wanted for the national team. That That's a guy that can play right next to McKinney and control our central midfield for the time being and let our wings do what they need to do. Um, I'll have a little more info on some other guys that, like I said, we talked about it months ago about guys that are in academies everywhere yeah. else. There's a couple of dual nationals here and there, but they just kind they of, wouldn't slot in right now. Yeah. So awesome! I mean, great to have you on. Thank you for the insight, and we're gonna have you on definitely after the break uh, for sure. Yes. Uh, so you can give us kind of a a report or your your thoughts of how. How the you know how we played, and hopefully a lot of these players that you're talking about, the Dykes, the Reinas, the Pulisics, the Musas, the all the players, McKennies, obviously, uh, Dests, um, they all feature, and you know, yep. and we kick ass, and it's it's very it's a very exciting time for 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 American football. And Oof, I said that so many months ago and damn it, Jesus, you're saying it now and that's just a that's just a and I'm not, that's just a, I am not No, you're the, saying it. You the, said it. The youth movement, the youth movement and the of what you're talking about. We could be if this youth movement is for real and we have these players that are playing at again, going back to Weston McKenney signing for signing for Juventus for twenty two million and getting play, playing alongside of Ronaldo I mean, it's just you don't know how how I mean. The, I'm, everybody out there does not know how huge that is for us to have this American player and be on our national team and bringing that knowledge back to the national team. The desks playing along Messi, um, you know, the the ways, you know. And I'm sorry, Adams playing with the RB Leipzig in the Champions League. That's mm-hmm. freaking huge. I mean, all these players that are playing in the Champions League, in these top leagues. Again, I know everybody, you know, you know about MLS. You know, everybody, you know, has their opinion, and I do too, about MLS. But getting, if we want to be, I'd say the next Belgium, and when they have their, their golden age, this, is, this could be our golden age going into, not this next World Cup, when it's on our soil, it could be huge. Yeah, and, we're we're nowhere near yeah. the prime of these guys' careers right now. Exactly, and, and that's the scary part. And if, if 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 and when Jesse Marsh comes into the comes into the the picture, to yeah. take them to the next level, or Burke Coulter is, you know, basically prepping it, prepping the the meat mm-hmm. the, the the meal. And you know he's giving Jesse Marsh the, you know the keys to the kitchen. That's going to be amazing when we come into the North American World Cups. 
and yep. that 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 is going to that's going to be it's very exciting. So let's hope let's hope you know your plans, uh, your predictions with Dyke with Musa. Uh, obviously, hopefully let's get Kristen Pulisic back his head right. Uh, hopefully yep. uninjured, uh, and then just keep getting these kids more playing time in these large leagues. And I think I think the um, I think USA soccer or football is uh, is going to be a force to be reckoned with. But again, hundred percent. Yeah. Again, Hunter, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. We talked Chelsea. We talked America, USA football. Uh, it's just it's great to have you on. I really appreciate it. And we're going to bring you on again after the after the international break. But thank you for coming on, and uh, we'll see you next time. And uh, give a shout out to Roe from the Road Nose Podcast, Hutch Eisen from the Mark uh, from the South Texas Trainwrecks, Victoria Montsevais from, <coughs> excuse me, Alice Wonderland Food Trucks, Axe Daddy's Throw House. If you're in South Texas, go check them out. And Lucky Diaz, where you at? Break me with desire to